Section 27 of Commentary on the Epistles of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Commentary on the Epistles of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, Volume 1, by John Calvin. Translated by Rev. John Pringle. 1 Corinthians, Chapter 5, Verses 9-13. through 13. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to keep company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters, for then must ye needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company, if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such a one no one not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within? But them that are without God judgeth. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. 9. I wrote to you in an epistle. The epistle of which he speaks is not at this day extant, nor is there any doubt that many others are lost. It is enough, however, that those who have been preserved to us which the Lord foresaw would suffice. But this passage, in consequence of its obscurity, has been twisted to a variety of interpretations, which I do not think it necessary for me to take up time in setting aside, but will simply bring forward what appears to me to be its true meaning. He reminds the Corinthians of what he has already enjoined upon them, that they should refrain from intercourse with the wicked. For the word rendered to keep company with means to be on terms of familiarity with anyone, and to be in habits of close intimacy with him. Now his reminding them of this tends to expose their remissness, inasmuch as they had been admonished, and yet had remained inactive. He adds an exception, that they may the better understand that this refers particularly to those that belong to the church, as they did not require to be admonished to avoid the society of the world. In short, then, he prohibits the Corinthians from holding intercourse with those who, while professing to be believers, do nevertheless live wickedly and to the dishonor of God. Let all that wish to be reckoned brethren either live holily or becomingly, or be excommunicated from the society of the pious, and let all the good refrain from intercourse and familiarity with them. It were superfluous to speak as to the openly wicked, for you ought to of your own accord to shun them, without any admonition from me. This exception, however, increases the criminality of remissness, inasmuch as they cherished in the bosom of the church an openly wicked person, for it is more disgraceful to neglect those of your own household than to neglect strangers. 10 since you would have required. It is as to this clause especially that interpreters are not agreed, for some say, you must sooner quit Greece. Ambrose, on the other hand, says, you must rather die. Erasmus turns it into the optative, as if Paul said, would that it were allowable for you to leave the world altogether, but as you cannot do this, you must at least quit the society of those who falsely assume the name of Christians, and in the meantime exhibit in their lives the worst example. Christostom's exposition has more appearance of truth. According to him, the meaning is this. When I command you to shun fornicators, I do not mean all such. Otherwise you would require to go in quest of another world, for we must live among thorns so long as we sojourn the earth. This only do I require, that you do not keep company with fornicators, who wish to be regarded as brethren, lest you should seem by your sufferance to approve of their wickedness. Thus the term world here, must be taken to mean the present life, as in John 17:15, I pray not, Father, that thou shouldest take them out of the world, 
but that thou shouldest deliver them from the evil against this exposition a question might be proposed by way of objection as paul said this at a time when christians were as yet mingled with heathens and dispersed among them what ought to be done now when all have given themselves to christ in name for even in the present day we must go out of the world if we would avoid the society of the wicked and there are none that are strangers when all take upon themselves christ's name and are consecrated to him by baptism should any one feel inclined to follow christostom he will find no difficulty in replying to this effect that paul here took for granted what was true that where there is the power of excommunication there is an easy remedy for effecting a separation between the good and the bad if churches do their duty as to strangers the christians at corinth had no jurisdiction and they could not restrain their dissolute manner of life hence they must of necessity have quitted the world if they wished to avoid the society of the wicked whose vices they could not cure for my own part as i do not willingly adopt interpretations which cannot be made to suit the words otherwise than by twisting the words so as to suit them i prefer one that is different from all these taking the word rendered to go out as meaning to be separated and the term world as meaning the pollutions of the world what need have you of an injunction as to the children of this world luke sixteen eight for having once for all renounced the world it becomes you to stand aloof from their society for the whole world lieth in the wicked one first john five nineteen if any one is not satisfied with this interpretation here is still another that is probable i do not write to you in general terms that you should shun the society of the fornicators of this world though that you ought to do without any admonition from me i prefer however the former and i am not the first contriver of it but while it has been brought forward previously by others i have adapted it more fully if i mistake not to paul's thread of discourse there is then a sort of intentional omission when he says that he makes no mention of those that are without inasmuch as the corinthians ought to already be separated from them that they may know that even at home they are required to maintain this discipline of avoiding the wicked eleven he who is called a brother in the greek there is a participle without a verb those that view this as referring to what follows bring out here a forced meaning and at variance with paul's intention i confess indeed that this is a just sentiment and worthy of being particularly noticed that no one can be punished by the decision of the church but one whose sin has become matter of notoriety but these words of paul cannot be made to bear that meaning what he means then is this if any one is reckoned a brother among you and at the same time leads a wicked life and such as is unbecoming a christian keep aloof from his society in short being called a brother means here a false profession which has no corresponding reality farther he does not make a complete enumeration of crimes but merely mentions five or six by way of example and then afterwards under the expression such an one he sums up the whole and he does not mention any but what fall under the knowledge of men for inward impiety and anything that is secret does not fall within the judgment of the church it is uncertain however what he means by an idolater for how can he be devoted to idolatry who has made a profession of christ some are of opinion that there were among the corinthians at that time some who received christ but in half and in the meantime were involved nevertheless in corrupt superstition as the israelites of old and afterwards the samaritans maintained a kind of worship of god but at the same time polluted it with wicked superstitions for my part i rather understand it of those who while they held idols in contempt gave nevertheless 
a pretended homage to the idols with the view of gratifying the wicked paul declares that such persons ought not to be tolerated in the society of christians and not without good reason inasmuch as they made so little account of trampling god's glory underfoot we must however observe the circumstances of the case that while they had a church there in which they might worship god in purity and have the lawful use of the sacraments they came into the church in such a way as not to renounce the profane fellowship of the wicked i make this observation in order that no one may think that we ought to employ equally severe measures against those who while at this day dispersed under the tyranny of the pope pollute themselves with many corrupt rites these indeed i maintain sin generally in this respect and they ought i acknowledge to be sharply dealt with and diligently urged that they may learn at length to consecrate themselves wholly to christ but i dare not go so far as to reckon them worthy of excommunication for their case is different with such an one not even to take food in the first place we must ascertain whether he addresses here the whole church or merely individuals i answer that this is said indeed to individuals but at the same time it is connected with their discipline in common for the power of excommunicating is not allowed to any individual member but to the entire body when therefore the church has excommunicated any one no believer ought to receive him into terms of intimacy with him otherwise the authority of the church would be brought into contempt if each individual were at liberty to admit to his table those who have been excluded from the table of the lord by partaking of food here is meant either living together or familiar association in meals for if on going to an inn i see one who has been excommunicated sitting at table there is nothing to hinder me from dining with him for i have not authority to exclude him what paul means is that in so far as it is in our power we are to shun the society of those whom the church has cut off from her communion the roman antichrist not content with this severity has burst forth into interdites prohibiting any one from helping one that has been excommunicated to food or fuel or drink or any other of the supports of life now that is not strictness of discipline but tyrannical and barbarous cruelty that is altogether at variance with paul's intention for he means not that he should be counted as an enemy but as a brother second thessalonians three fifteen for in putting this public mark of disgrace upon him the intention is that he may be filled with shame and brought to repentance and with this dreadful cruelty if god is pleased to permit do they rage even against the innocent now granting that there are sometimes those who are not undeserving of this punishment i affirm on the other hand that this kind of interdict is altogether unsuitable to an ecclesiastical court twelve for what have i to do to judge them that are without there is nothing to hinder us from judging these also nay more even devils themselves are not exempt from the judgment of the word which was committed to us but paul is speaking here of the jurisdiction that belongs peculiarly to the church the lord has furnished us with this power that we may exercise it upon those who belong to his household for this chastisement is a part of discipline which is confined to the church and does not extend to strangers we do not therefore pronounce upon them their condemnation because the lord has not subjected them to our cognizance and jurisdiction in so far as that chastisement and censure are concerned we are therefore constrained to leave them to the judgment of god it is in this sense that paul says that god will judge them because he allows them to wander about unbridled like wild beasts because there is no one that can restrain their wantonness thirteen put away that wicked person 
this is commonly explained as referring to the person who was guilty of an illicit connection with his mother-in-law for as to those who understand the expression to mean put away evil or wickedness they are refuted by the greek words made use of by paul the article ton being in the masculine gender but what if you should view it as referring to the devil who undoubtedly in the person of a wicked and unprincipled man is encouraged to establish his throne among us for ha paneros the wicked one taken simply and without any addition denotes the prince of all crimes rather than some wicked man if this meaning is approved of paul shows how important it is not to tolerate wicked persons as by this means satan is expelled from his kingdom which he keeps up among us when indulgence is given to the wicked if any one however prefers to understand it as referring to a man i do not oppose it chrysostom compares the rigor of the law with the mildness of the gospel inasmuch as paul was satisfied with the excommunication in case of an offence for which the law required the punishment of death but for this there was no just ground for paul is not here addressing judges that are armed with the sword but an unarmed multitude that was allowed merely to make use of brotherly correction end of section twenty seven